This is for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Josh Saunders. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast with the 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 9am Australian Standard Time on YouTube and 8am on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast services. If you'd like to be a part of future conversations, please join us on Facebook, Discord, comment below. If you're feeling generous, join us on Patreon. At patreon.com slash popculturists, head over there, check out the tiers, might be something there that interests you. If you support us on Patreon, you can watch us record this show live, as well as our other show, The Young and The Wrestlers. So by, by supporting us at any dollar via yourself a nice little sneaky link where you can join in the conversations as they happen. Except today. I've already said that already? Oh, did you? Huh? What? What? I said except today. Except today. Oh, yeah, except today. Because uh, today, it's Sunday, uh, it's late in the evening, because I've been at PAX all weekend. But we'll get to all those things in a second. So you can support us in a more one-off fashion if you head over to Facebook, uh, the slash shop where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. We are also on a Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepopculturist. As we know, times have changed there. But uh, yeah, so this week's a little bit different because this is PAX weekend. It is currently 7.30 on a Sunday evening after four days away at PAX for me. So Thursday through to Sunday, just for you. But uh, we two and uh, a half hours for me. Yeah, you're there for about twenty five oh, minutes, maybe three. Oh, you're there for a little yeah. bit of time. Yeah. Uh, so this week, because of that, uh, we are focusing on two main things this week. It's the PlayStation Five news and then packs. That's it. Yeah, Tufa. That's all we get this week. But we'll yeah. probably chat for a little while. How are you, man? Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be any more apathetic at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. I got uni tomorrow. I'm yeah. up early. I just, I'm normally in bed by now on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And no, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a similar boat. I'm absolutely rooted. Uh, I got home about five ish. Um, I thought you said you were leaving at two. Yeah. We so by the time we got to the car and that sort of stuff, you know, yeah. it was ended up leaving leaving the city about three. Um, so we got back here about five because traffic was bite mm. uh yeah so packs weekend was well and was very good but we'll get to that a little bit this is getting straight it's like there's no piss fighting around today because everything what we've been playing will come in that later part oh yeah i got a ubisoft airbrush tattoo when was that yesterday or today? No, that was today it's already rubbed it's already off. come off it's because i had a shower oh it's just air, it's just airbrush paint and i had a shower like how dare i have a shower like I didn't think we'd come off that either. Now's the time to strike and go to a tattoo shop and be like, paint over it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly this. All right. Well, today, this week we're going to tell you one piece of news, and so we will just inform the players about PlayStation Five. Just let me silence this off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the need for Snapchat to tell you when someone's typing and then when they finish yeah, typing. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. And you can't turn it off. Well, I don't give a fuck that they're typing. Just tell me when they're done. Why are you using Snapchat? You uh, you, were you a tween or something? I was coerced. 
<laughs> that's how people communicate these days apparently well i was communicating with it seven years ago before all you fucks so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, earlier this week uh placed uh, so playstation sony released some information about the ps5 in a wired article similar to how they did earlier in the year mm. um this one has a, a bit more specifics in there uh so the other one was all about all about the internal specs this adds a little bit more about what we would expect from the ps5 what do we got josh have i got the right one i don't I'm know i assume i've got the right one what date is it from the zero of october 2019 uh yeah right. oh yeah now that the name is official yeah yeah okay um the playstation 5 will be called the playstation 5 no funny code names no no nah. No Scorpio business, nothing. It's the PlayStation 5. Mm -hmm. Come as a shock to no one. And it's coming holiday 2020. Holiday America 2020 is about now-ish for us. <laughs> right? Uh, no, holiday is Christmas. Yeah, but it'll be before Christmas. Oh, so as in right now in 2019. Yes. As of right now in 2019, but in literally a year from now. Yeah. So this time next year, we would be presumably weeks away. From mm. PS5. Because I'm, I'm expecting probably a mid-November release date. Mm. Um, I don't know how much of this you want me to actually read. Uh, skim, skim the basics. Skim it as we go. What are the key points? I was just about to read a line, but it's actually talking about the Scarlet. The Xbox. <laughs> so <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in short, there are a couple of things that... Got it, oh, you got it? No, we're back. All right. uh, it will boast a CPU based on AMD's Ryzen line and a GPU based on the Navi family of course this is sort of adding information that we already knew in the past we knew there was what they were working with amd so there has been some bit more locked in details here uh, as i'm sure i've discussed plenty of times before the ryzen is an exceptional cpu mm. it has this ability to to multitask like a champion mm. um, and as we're looking into that more streaming side of potential or even just the ability for games to use multi-cores within mm. a cpu more efficiently um ryzen will be the way to go and a solid state drive that's adding to information we already had. They announced that the solid state drive is part of it, and mm -hmm. they've discussed how uh, the solid state drive will allow for faster, uh, uh, faster load times. Yeah, they went into how that works, but I don't think that's really pertinent. Yeah, so rather than going being like, oh, we have a special propriety SSD, they're like, no, no, we have. There's almost like there's software in there to work better with an SSD. Mm. So they're not like having this big fancy pants, you know, PlayStation only um, hard drive. Uh, Mark Cerny <coughs> wanted to clarify something about when they discussed ray tracing a little while ago. Uh, he fears that they were a little bit ambiguous about how the PS5 would accomplish it and confirmed it's not software level fix, which some had feared. Quote, there is ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware, which I believe is a statement that people were looking for. Yeah, so similar to HDR and how... Uh, there is this sort of issue with HDR that's done via software or done by hardware because it, it, it can deliver a, a different result uh, where it's when it's based on like algorithmic sort of possibilities it doesn't deliver exactly what they want or the best way to do it I guess and I think ray tracing is the same I presume that there is a better uh, experience a better way for it to look and, and play and whatnot with that now uh, NVIDIA did have uh, some uh, ray tracing setup thingy at PAX uh, I didn't go because when I got the invite I was like I don't know what those words mean so I didn't go wouldn't that be a reason to go 
It's a good point. But it's NVIDIA and it's like PC stuff. I'm going to do PC stuff. Mm. But uh, no, it turns out that so they had Minecraft there and they were demonstrating the power of ray tracing with Minecraft. Holy actual crap. Minecraft can look good, man. Oh, man. Minecraft looks amazing with ray mm. tracing. Just like how light disperses, how it reflects off water. It's absolutely astounding. Mm. Imagine that in God of War. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Uh, talking about in terms of installing games, you will have a supposedly apparently have an option to choose which part of the game you want to install first. So with Call of Duty, for example, if you just want to play the multiplayer, you can install that and play it before installing the single player. So you don't have to wait for the entire thing to finish before playing the part of the game you want to play. Um, that's been somewhat common practice for some for, for some games, not a whole lot. Uh, re-downloading The Last of Us after my disc stopped working for some reason, it gave me the option to do single player and multiplayer mm. uh, first. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I I think there was this was supposed to be standard across the board for PS4, but for some reason didn't deliver. Have you, have you seen it recently? No. no. And I really hope the way they deliver patches to games changes too, because it is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Where they double the space, copy it. Yeah, the whole copying process and all of that. It's like, a safety thing. However, I got a it's frustrating. Sixty gig Destiny Two. They put a hundred meg patch, and it takes an hour and a half. Because it downloads the patch in a minute and a half, mm-hmm. and it takes an hour and a half to copy the entire installation. I would much rather have the option to go, nah, just put the patch on. If it fucks up, that's on me. I'll wear it, but you know, whatever. I don't like it. Mm. I think I've been really mad about it before too. We have. Mm. I think we have expressed it. Uh, it's about the UI. Um, in a further quote from Mark Cerny, quote, even though it will be fairly fast to boot games, we don't want the player to have to boot the game to see what's up or boot the game to see what's up. That's a weird quote. Multiplayer game servers will provide the console with a set of joinable activities in real time. Single player games will provide information like what missions you could do and what rewards you might receive for completing them. All of those choices will be visible on the home UI. As a player, you just jump right into whatever you like. Uh, so instead of booting Call of Duty... Going, going to in. multiplayer, logging in, you can boot in the multiplayer straight from the UI and it just bypasses all that and you're straight into the multiplayer. Yeah, look, that, that is... if your friend's playing a game and there's a spot, you can go join. It goes... Does it do that now? I don't know, does it? I don't play with people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's alluding to here. Well, yeah, because yeah. so, now if I go join... If, if I see someone playing a multiplayer game, I can go join game and I'm just in it. Mm. And it keeps me straight to where I need to be to, to get involved. Um, the idea that jumping to... Because in the example, he's like jumping to specific missions within a game and whatnot. Um, okay. Yeah, my, I, okay. That sounds like it's something you're like, well, we need to do something different. Yeah, like... So how about this? Yeah. yeah. Well, because that's the thing. Because, you know, what, I think the different for us is we play a lot of, a lot of single player stuff, right? Mm. So we don't want to jump back into an, a specific, like Mission 3 when we're on to Mission 9 or something. No, I think I'm just happy to load the game up and give it a go. It shows you where you were up to or what missions are available to you at that time. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. I think like, I don't know. For an example, Division 2, when you can do like four different things at once. Mm. Four different missions. Well, I want to do that one and boot it from the home menu. Okay. I remember that. Okay. That's not super bad. Uh, I went into talking a little bit more about the controllers. Mm -hmm. The DS5 will have something uh, called adaptive triggers, which can offer varying levels of resistance to make shooting a bow and arrow feel, I'm not shitting you, like the real thing the tension increasing as you pull the arrow back or make a machine gun feel far different from a shotgun. It also boasts haptic feedback far more capable than the rumble motor console gamers are used to with highly programmable voice coil actuators located in the left and right grips of the controller. 
So previously, rumble in a controller was these little motorized spinny things that would spin and create the rumble, right? So now they're using the haptic feedback. It's very similar to what's in the uh, the the Switch Joy-Cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also what's in most phones these days. Like I know iPhones use it quite quite heavily. Uh, what it can actually do, because it's kind of a digital rumble, you, it can really change what the the frequency, the the the, the intensity. Well, there's uh, an example the here from the writer of the article. He played. Um some VR stuff and he said sand felt very slow and sloggy mud felt slow and sloggy on ice a high frequency response made the thumbsticks feel like my character was gliding jumping into a pool got a sense of resistance on the water on a wooden bridge a bouncy sensation cool well it's just yeah I think it just comes down to yes just think Nintendo Switch we need Uh, to iterate yeah. See, the, the, my concern is like, is that technology expensive? Uh, how much is a new controller? Because <laughs> uh, like the idea of the 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 resistance triggers is pretty cool. I feel Xbox have done that in the past. I think maybe with like Forza or something. Mm. So rather than just going like a smooth like like it like it feels like it's pushing against you depending yeah. on the on the surface or what you're doing. It's very cool. Um, that's about it for now, really. Yeah, and there was, didn't they confirm that the, dev, the, the pictures we've seen of the dev kit with the big old V is legit? Uh, version of Grand Turismo Sport that Sony imported over to a PS5 dev kit. It looks a lot like the one they reported on last week. The company refused to comment. <laughs> um, I'm questioning about how the dev kit's form factor might compare to what's being considered for the consumer product. So, it, yes. They didn't <laughs> confirm it, but yes. Yeah. Basically. So, yeah, the final release won't look like that because it'd be gross, but at mm. least the dev kit looks like that. Now, we've seen a thousand dev, dev kits in our time, and, yeah, they look nothing like what you get no. for final. No. Um, so, a lot, of, a lot of information there. Yeah. Well, before we jump into that bit, what, what's your thoughts on all this? It sounds really expensive, man. Yeah, it does. It sounds so expensive. Well, when they were asked about the price, we've said this quote before, and he, I think he said it again, that the, the price will be accurate for what is given and our consumers should be pleased with that or something along those lines so in other words it's a lot of money mm. sorry I'm just responding to Dylan um. <clears throat> yeah a lot of money yeah, I, that that is my big concern here. Is it does sound like a lot of money. Um, even just the controller alone, that sounds incredibly expensive. So how much do controllers go for now? Like somewhere between 60 and 100 bucks? Yeah, it depends what gen they are, like which release they are yeah and like what color they are i guess yeah brand, um, brand new ones 99.95 yeah of the latest colors yeah well th- think seeing only because it's the only comparison we have seeing as a uh, a pair of nintendo joy cons mm. uh go for like 120 bucks and i presume a big hunk of that is the the tactic rumble Mm. And seeing as now the Nintendo Switch Lite does not have it, therefore, if they've removed it, you can presume it costs a lot of money. Like, when you, when people go from the full version to the Lite or the Slim or the small version, they remove what's most what's most expensive mm. and what's not uh, in, in, important to the delivery of other future games. I'm going to say they're going to retail for $200. Fuck. As in, that'll be the RRP, but you'll probably get them for one sixty nine, one seventy nine, or something. That's that's gonna be mo- that's what I'm I'm putting that down. That seems so exorbitant. Isn't it? It's pretty much what an Xbox Elite controller costs. Well, that's the thing. Like I I I know there's constant demand for <clears throat> for the um for the 
proprietary for, for the proprietary elite, elite stuff and but not anymore <laughs> like I know people complain about the standard control and they want the standard control to be better but I think they want it to be better without costing more one thing I'm interested in is how the few games that do heavily rely on the touchpad mm-hmm. Killzone Infamous <clears throat> Tear Away Tear Away how are they going to cope with backwards compatibility or you just use your PS4 controller on the PS5 I think that's probably the most likely option have they mentioned the trackpad no remember there was the rumor mills of having a screen in it that would be expensive I'll bump it to 299 then yeah (laughs) I just round it up yeah no I don't think it'll have a screen but they obviously not going to continue with that touchpad either Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah just interesting how they will deal with the games that do need like were built around having that touchpad the few games that there are and however many people might not or will play them anymore mm-hmm. but you know or can you yeah use your PS4 controller and get like a worse controller experience yeah quote unquote for those particular games yeah because that, that, that in that piece do they specify that this is the standard con- what the standard controller will be or are they just alluding that this controller exists uh, neither of those <laughs> just like tell me about the controller well this is what I'm telling you about the controller haptic better speaker okay all that stuff so he didn't say this is one of your options it's just but, then, but I didn't like, say that tell me about the controller <laughs> okay here's what it has is that the only one I just answered your question <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry I'm just, part of me is hoping that there's this not an expensive option but yeah, I yeah. use the PS4 controller yeah. that's Direc- the not expensive that's what, option what it'll be makes sense yeah I think so yeah be a bit shit to have all your, your games as backwards compatible but somehow the PS4 controller doesn't work on the <laughs> PS5 fuck off as if that would be a thing yeah well cause you, cause you can put the you can bring the PS4 over to the PS controller over to the PS3 I think or vice versa cause for some reason if you ever want to use the vice PS3 versa, controller, I think. Uh, yeah I think it's PS4 to PS3 because what, like, why would they be like hey you want to use that PS3 controller it's only going to really hurt your hands it wasn't that bad <laughs> Um, I, I don't, still not enough info for me to really comment. It sounds good. Yeah. But all all the stuff they're focusing on, to me, isn't next gen. Mm. You know, right, um, SSDs have been around for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ray tracing, while relatively new, has still been around for a little while. Yep. 4K has been around for yeah. how long? As in, it's next gen for, for a home console. Yes, yes. Yeah. Not as in next gen, as in here's something you've never seen before. Yeah. Because consoles can't do that. See, but maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the, that's where console Because consoles are essentially mini PCs at this point. Mm. So I, I think that's potentially part of it. Mm. Uh, you know, like in terms of the next leaps and bounds, there, there isn't because PC could do it. Or has ri- done it. Or has done it already, it, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, with the likes of ray tracing and whatnot. Um, mm. And even then, it's it's that situation of, if, even if we use VR as an example, right? So that, like, even in console, what what improvements PSVR can make, the likes of uh, Vive are releasing, just releasing that. Well, like, Dad, Dad's, Dad's bought the Oculus Quest. The, the portable one. The portable one that yeah. doesn't need anything. Seven ninety nine. No cords. No computer needed. Nothing. Wow. No yeah. cameras. 
because it's all in the headset. Yeah. Um, and he he he's bought seven VR headsets at this point. Mm. This is his favorite, hands down, and it's the cheapest. And then you can. <coughs> Having said that, Compared to the, the PC kind. Having said that, the Oculus Quest at the moment can't play everything because yeah. it's limited in its power. But in a couple months, you can just stream it from your PC to your headset. Fuck. So, as long as you're home or somewhere with an connection to your PC, doesn't matter how powerful it is because you just stream it over to it. And like I said, that's seven ninety nine. Mm. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. That's the one he got sent two of by accident from Amazon. <laughs> He's still got it at home. They it, never asked for it back. He hasn't opened it. Just in case. But this was four or five months ago. And they've not done anything? Nothing. What's he going to do with it? Resell it? No, he's just keeping it. In case he breaks, he's got another one. Good in case he gets a little bit too, too immersed. Because my dad can't sleep, so he's awake at 3.34 in the morning. Yeah. He goes in the backyard with the Oculus Quest and plays zombie games and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah, that's what he does because he can't sleep. And because there's no cords and you don't need cameras and all that, you got the freedom just to, I'm going to play this horror game. In the dark. Out, it doesn't matter if it's in the dark, but outside. That's what I'm saying, like the in the dark because it doesn't matter. And the ambience and everything from just being outside. That's fucking cool. That is amazing. And it's, like I said, only 800 bucks. So, you know, the, the argument of you need a $2,000 PC to play VR... On top of the VR headset cost is null yeah. these days. It doesn't exist, that argument anymore. I don't know why we're talking about that. Because we're going to move into... Yeah, I was trying to say, a, Yeah. Do you want to do that now? Yeah. So, uh, along with this, there, there has also been announced these potential new patents. So, these patents that have been filed quite a while ago about a potential a potential changes to, to PSVR. Yeah, someone from Sony did comment essentially saying, we patent shit all the time. Yeah. So, don't read too much into it. Yeah, which is pretty much but, it. you know. Um, so the new patent for the PlayStation VR headset depicts several new features which may turn up in the next gen of the device. Uh, the headset includes... The picture of the headset includes two front and one rear camera. A further camera is included on a PlayStation Move style controller. So a new controller. The headset cameras are in addition to the LEDs installed around the current unit. A microphone will again be included. There's also the option for a further separate camera to track the user's movements, like the PlayStation camera or the Kinect. Most excitingly, perhaps, is to mention the headset could be operated wirelessly with data sent and received via Bluetooth. This would mean the unit also includes its own power supply. One final point is the ability for the headset to show a transparent view made possible by the front-facing camera, so you can see your surroundings through the screen. Images from both of these cameras can be displayed at the same time, one per eye, producing a stereoscopic 3D effect. Alternatively, they could be used to overlay AR effects in your real-world surroundings. That's pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool. Once again, already achieved in the vibe. But for consoles... <laughs> Oculus. Cool. For, yeah. yeah. But, but for consoles... Yeah, for consoles, that's fucking awesome. Because <laughs> that's one of the biggest problems that I have, is like, I just get the headset comfy and I walk into the table and I'm like oh shit where's the table and I gotta you know take it off and move the table you know like if I could just leave it on do what I gotta do or mm. my wife comes in or my kid comes in and be like boop and I'm like oh hey I can still you know I look like a dingus but I can see you oh hey move yeah move man <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy can you move out of the way thanks mate <laughs> uh, yeah so there are a couple of, a couple of incredible improvements there if these do if we do see these in uh, the new the new VR can I point out the picture <coughs> for the supposed new move controller yeah looks suspiciously like a Simpsons donut oh it does that's sprinkles pink with sprinkles oh 
Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. Mm. So it looks, it looks to be like a move controller, but rather than the dome, it's a ring. Yeah. That has sprinkles. Yeah. So maybe mm. the ring, maybe the ring light allows it to identify like that sort of pivot movement more. Mm. Rather, because rather the circle would just move, and you wouldn't see a difference in the in the light. Mm. It's also very weird that they're still focusing on that light, uh, that light system. Well, maybe it's not though. I mean, the the Vive controllers also have rings around them mm. as well. Not they don't light up, but they serve some function. I have no I idea guess. how the Vives work. No. They baffle me in a good way. I think all controllers have some sort of yeah something around it. And I like the back the back camera is awesome because depending on how it works, um, you know, one of the biggest problems is you know the PlayStation has like that one facing camera. It's not very good anyway. So the second anything gets behind you. I'd it's argue gone. if you're going to use the back-facing camera, it has to be wireless. Yeah. Kind you know, you know what I mean? If you had all those cables and you've got 360 vision, that's just asking for problems. Yeah. I think, anyway. I've seen Dad go through a Christmas tree doing that same thing. So. <laughs> Mum's got a video of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking from experience, yeah, um, yeah backwards-facing camera plus wires, it's probably not great. Yeah. But I'd think... I'd, I'd assume the simple fact of making it wireless would jack the price up. Just that one thing. Yeah, well, just uh, the battery alone. Making the capability in, in, in it's, um, it, it all comes down to, I guess, how... Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe it's the streaming idea similar to your PC. But I, mm. once again, I wonder how... Presumably, the PS5 would be staggeringly more powerful than the PS4, mm. so maybe it, it has that ability to push that to the to the to the VR. But I just read like it's sent and received via Bluetooth. It's like my sound bar won't even stay connected to my phone. I put the I put my microwave on and it fucks the Bluetooth of my of my yeah. sound bar. I have to put my phone on my sound bar Same. to keep Bluetooth going, and then I take it to the kitchen. It's like. Your, your kitchen is very your your yeah, lounge room is, is small and open. Lounge, yeah. Um, so the thought of sending Cyberpunk 2077 in 4K to a VR headset <laughs> seems just a little too much a little for me bit. to believe right yeah. now. And yeah, to add into what you talked about before, as in like these are the things about next gen that aren't exciting you. But I think that's why they're releasing them in the article form. We talked about this when they announced like all the innards earlier. It's really boring shit for some. For me, it's very exciting because I'm an idiot. But just show me the games. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm I think, pretty much at the point now. Just show me the games. That's I, all I'm going to do on this thing. Mm. I don't care about what streaming service you've got it set up to. I don't give fuck about any of that. I'm mm. just going to just show me what I can play and how me playing them has changed. Yeah, I do think they're doing all this. So when they do decide to do that big official reveal, you get none of this shit. They're like, look, we've told you all the boring details already. Mm. Here are the games. Mm. Hopefully. I think that's where they're going to go. But them looking into a new VR headset makes sense. Yeah, because like, at this stage, PSVR is old. It's just old tech. Mm. They accomplished something really cool with it at a good price point, but it is old. Well, uh, uh, this week it marks three years because uh, there's videos on my face. Um, uh, sorry, posts on my Facebook for me three years ago, putting it on my face. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard to believe it's been three years ago. Mm. I've played it like nine times. Mm. Max has played it more than you. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's one of those things. That, like, some of those additions, though, are enough for me to look at probably changing it and upgrading it if the time comes. But I'd probably get the console first. The VR would be very much a secondary thought. 
I don't think they'd release anywhere near each other anyway. Yeah. I'd say the VR would probably be the year after if they do decide to go ahead with it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. But let us know what you think of the PlayStation 5 and the new PlayStation VR news. Comments below, social medias, all those things are in the descriptions. Now, Josh. That's it for the news, Ryan, as we have a chat to the players about PAX Melbourne 2019. Hang uh, on. What's going on? Have you got a soundboard or something? You just oh, Snapchat. Oh. <laughs> My sister has discovered a beehive in their outdoor speaker. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> Keep us updated. Her husband's there, like behind the sliding door. Constance builds a beehive <laughs> in me fucking speaker. <laughs> Oh, the what? That'd be horrifying, actually. Welcome to spring. Yeah. So Have this you ever week, dealt with a beehive before? I think uh, I remember my dad's place. Thing had a hornet's nest. Oh, that's much worse. That's much worse. Mm. Yeah. That you'll die. Yeah. Mm. <coughs> so we didn't use the front door for very long. <laughs> yeah, just leave them. Yeah, <laughs> they'll move on in yeah, their own yeah. time. Like, you know, I'm not going to disturb them. You know, they, let's see how it goes. There's a subreddit dedicated to idiots removing beehives. It's good stuff. There's our weekly which subreddit you should follow. My guy was on like an eight-story building, and it's like out on his window, so he re- opens a sliding door really oh, and fucking the, and the window falls and off. The window falls <laughs> off, and then the bees are everywhere because <laughs> he split the hive open, and he can't close the window because it's fallen off. It's oh, brilliant. Uh, people are stupid. I live for this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, packs. But yeah, this weekend, uh, myself, Dylan, and we were accompanied by our good friend Craig from the Mile Show. We travelled to Melbourne, Australia. Did Jem good- Yeah, Jem came today. So, and Jem was there as well. She was there today. Uh, so we spent the last three days uh, at the Melbourne Convention Centre having a look at what games are on offer for packs. Now, Josh, you came as well. You came on the Friday. I did. You came for a couple of hours. A few. A few hours, yeah, more than a couple. It's yeah. three. Yeah, it wasn't a lot, but um, you did come. So that's um, oh, well, because oh, I've got a lot to say. Obviously, what do you think? Yeah, I took last year off because I thought well, I didn't want to go. Yeah, and I thought maybe I just need a break from it. Yeah, yeah. This year didn't help much. Yeah, not that I have anything against it. I just think I've just grown out of it. I guess. Yeah. But in what way, though? Like, just none of it's interesting to me mm. anymore. Like, I'm super cynical. Like, walk in, obviously there's thousands of people there, and I'm, like, looking at the games, and I'm looking at the lines, and I'm like, why would you wait there for that game? What the fuck is exciting about that to wait there for 45 minutes, you fucking dumb idiot? <laughs> <laughs> people do what they do to have fun, but for me, I'm just like... And it's just like, there's... 19 different subwoofers boofing drum and bass <laughs> but different tunes so it's just like and different tempos the subs it's like <laughs> and it's just so ju- it's just so loud and everyone's spruiking something mm. at all these PC booths you know trying to get you know cheer and you get a t-shirt Whoa! Saying that though, because uh, our friend Ethan was there, uh, yeah. he was the cool master booth. So I was on the other side of the building. All I hear is, "When I say tag, you say mods tag." But I'm like, so I message him. I'm like, "Are they chanting your name?" But <laughs> <laughs> like, you fucking rock star. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to say it without sounding like a douche. Yeah, like it just seems so consumerism now, and I'm not against that but I don't want to be a part of it. 
Yeah. So time. there's there's a weird line here. Um, and so I agree with you because like there are some things about packs that frustrate me, and they are well, they are it's one like, of shop, them. Shop, shop, pre-order this. Pre-order however, that. however, having gone to Oz Comic Con recently. Oz Comic Con is so much worse. Mm. Now, granted, these are both selling you things, but did I go last year with you to Oz Comic Con? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, on at Oz, yeah, it is literally shops, (laughs) and about nine of them out of the twelve of them, as an example, a good like eighty percent of them are all selling pop vinyls. Like (laughs) those Comic Cons, like Supernovas, whatnot, they are consumerism. Mm. Like the entire hall, the Expo Hall, is just a marketplace yeah. and then they have occasionally panels over there that you can go and see all that's worth going <clears throat> there for is boss logic artwork yeah which is something <laughs> what i do i <laughs> go there and i buy it and i leave um and then there's like you know but then there's the art, artist alley as well which you know still costs money but that's different kind of supporting mm. where packs it's the way it does that it's still selling it's an entire consumer based mm. consumerism based event but the big difference is you pay for it later Mm. there is no money like for most things there's not a money exchange now mm. I noticed this year there were a lot less stalls selling stuff I agree with you on but that. the ones that were left were just louder yeah yeah <coughs> um, excuse me yeah I don't know I just I so don't like, find oh, anything to enjoy there anymore yeah. so, so last because year, I sorry because I am right. on I do take this blackout stance on games mm. now it's like do you want to play it well no yeah I've seen the trailer I'm gonna get it I don't need to play it now yeah you know what i mean all that i was interested in was minecraft dungeons because that game looks fucking sick yeah yeah, it looks great it's like diablo minecraft that's amazing i was like yes i'll play that i didn't but i was interested in it i have a story about that actually we got we got got oh oh, yeah so i was so we got so uh, i was with buddy watson a good friend from dashgamer.com uh we were standing in line uh, to see this and we'll see people playing on Xboxes uh, and then this guy's like hey who wants to play it on PC I'm like fuck it we'll play it on PC why not I just want to play the game so he goes alright come around here walk on the other side and this guy's standing there he's like yeah no we gotta reboot the PCs bye mate back of the line I'm like you just pulled us out from three people from the front <laughs> and the line has gotten staggeringly bigger yeah yeah, yeah but uh-huh. so I ended up playing Minecraft Thunders <laughs> but uh, and also like 80 80- oh. I don't know. I can't put an exact percentage on, but so many of the games there are just—they're already out. See that? I think that is a this year problem. Well, yeah, maybe. I did, like I said, I missed last year. <clears throat> yeah. See, last year had a lot of cool things that were coming out in the next like three or four months, right? Mm-hmm. Less than in the past, but they had a lot more here. With this year being that transition year, not a lot was there. Mm. So, as an example, the PlayStation booth, um, they had a lot. A lot of what they had on offer were collaborations with other brands. So they had uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII remake with Square Enix. They had Avengers with Square Enix. They had Medieval, a playable demo of what's already what was already out last week. Mm. Con- people were waiting to line to play it. Yep. What the fuck are you doing? Concrete Genie, which is a game that came out last week, forty bucks. I think that's probably close enough. <clears throat> that one's okay. You know. Uh, they had Iron Man VR, which comes out in February, March next year. That's mm. pretty good. Uh, they had Neo 2. Mm. So that one's pretty new and cool. And they had Dreams. Mm. And Dreams Brief was pretty much empty. And what I think a lot of people thought would be able to play Death Stranding. Yes. And Death Stranding was there. They had a booth. But the booth was a presentation of what was at Tokyo Game Show. So it's not even anything new. Mm. And I think that's the problem. I think because of the quiet nature of, of a lot of 
companies right now and because we're waiting for one like once that next journey gets officially revealed and then we'll then we'll get the flood of games so next year i think next year's packs would be dope it just sounds like a <clears throat> like a selling pit like a sales pitch like this year was nah Mm. But next year, I promise you, next year will be great. Yeah. Please buy a ticket because yeah. next year will be so much better. <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, and I understand that too. And but like, like, Nintendo's <clears throat> big main offering was Link's Awakening remake. And um, Pokemans. And Pokemans. But Link was out like two or three weeks ago. Yep. And Pokemans out like in two weeks or three weeks. Yep. I have Luigi's Mansion too, but that's out at the end of this Who month anyway. Who cares about that game? Yeah, look, I, a lot of people do. Yeah, I'm, do. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on people for going and having fun because I used to as well. Mm. I just I don't anymore. I think the difference is I I I do think because of the nature of what we do and how we've approached it in the past does affect that. Mm. You know, what I mean, like I th- well saying that I think if we for any reason didn't get press passes, we would um, probably hate it more because we have to yeah, pay probably. extra yeah. but <laughs> I <pay for> this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but i do think there's a little bit of i wouldn't say spoiled quote unquote but like mm. our experiences are tainted because this, this is our fifth year in a row mm. oh not mine oh well this is my fifth year yeah. in a row you know mm. what i mean so like we've seen some highs and we've seen some lows and that's the, the ebb and flow of it and I, i'm all for like people expressing <clears throat> themselves and all that but some of the cosplays was like are you like really? You've been a dad. Like really? Like that's what you want to like wear here <laughs> with these kinds of the people that are here because you know that some of the kind, the the small subsection of people that go yeah to be creepy to be creepy. It's like well, okay, that's okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's just because I have a fifteen-year-old daughter now. Yeah, like, and you're very mm. conscious of that now. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's certainly part of it. Some of them, those girls weren't over 18 yeah and it's like oh yeah and what, i relate to this on a different kind yeah of and, level, I, and I on top of that like one thing you know not to be mean but one thing i noticed man all these cosplay photographers creepy looking dudes yeah very the amount of because i when i smoked outside the amount of guys that would stop girls wearing like fucking sailor tits out or whatever you <laughs> know whatever uniform they want to wear but be, i mean like they had like big like yeah but that's <clears> what i mean it'll be like you know now stand there and you know if you could do a pose and maybe bend forward a little bit <laughs> perfect you know and now maybe i'll stand on this chair yep yep that's good i'm gonna lay on the ground yeah 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 i saw a lot of like creepy photos taking place outside yeah maybe very uncomfortable but saying that though i did see i i did see uh one woman who was getting and the guy was kind of getting her to like stand with her legs apart a little bit and kept getting lower and lower she just goes Nah, mate, and fucking leaves. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he kept he's kind of like, like just kind of you know, drifting, and she's like, what the fuck? She's like, the fuck this, and just leaves. <laughs> now put your fingers up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what it almost was. And yeah, to her credit, she was like, fuck this, and left, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, so the the way I approach it these days is. Because think, think about it in the past, right? The way we, we used to cover packs, the way we used to cover these conventions, we would go fucking ham. Mm. We would cover everything, we would play everything, and we would make videos about everything. We would do our job. 
But in the do last hobby. do our hobby. In the yeah. last couple of years, we have chosen to be more selective for that reason. And that came with changing this channel to be more PlayStation focused. Therefore it allowed us to to niche ourselves in a in a way. Mm. So we don't have have the obligation to cover a ton of indies, cover Xboxy things or Nintendo things if we choose not to. If we wanted to, we could, but our obligation was to this one subsect of the show. So for that reason, this year I focused my point down and I picked the games that caught me that, that caught my attention the most. Uh, and those three were Final Fantasy VII, Avengers, and Doom Eternal. So I went out of my way to make that possible. So Doom Eternal, I organized an appointment for. Uh, Avengers was my was my number one stop on Friday, and then I, my number one stop today was Final Fantasy. So like I structured my re- my weekend around the three games that I wanted to check out the most, and the mm-hmm. rest I I did meet you know meeting and greeting with people that we need to. I did like fuck it two like two two straight hours of podcasting at the mm-hmm. at the Auditorium booth. <clears throat> I did a bunch of different things that we normally wouldn't have the option of doing. So I'm saying we did less. I also kind of did more. Very exhausting week. But um, I think that's the benefit of that, of, mm. of, of the changes that we've made. It's allowed us to go, you to be like, I'm not going to pursue anything here because I don't want to. Mm. And I'm in the same way, like, I'm going to play the games that I choose to do. Mm. And then you see all these people that are like covering all these games mm. like there's been, uh, multiple times have I, have I just like I talked about how the indie game section is very cool and I love that they are there however it just doesn't always interest me mm. there are some gems that stand out like you know uh, what used to be Scouts Honor which is now called Camped Out big fan that was amazing it's like overcooked but camping based sounds sounds fantastic a game from Torquay seems cool game from Torquay Broken Road seems really, really cool as well um, my friend Mark most apocalyptic in Australia mm. Mm. we're gonna what? get like mutant ruse and shit yeah. that's cool Ooh. yeah that's, that's, and it's made down the road I should yeah. probably reach out and be like hey can we come down I'm and in Torquay like three times a week for work and then I, my friend Mark who, who I grew up with in, in uh, back in my hometown like he was there presenting his game which is this really cool AR, uh, AR experience and it, like that part's awesome but then I'm also seeing games that I saw last year mm. and the year before and some even the year before that mm. I um, remember playing Hollow Knight at one of these events we did and I was like this is gonna I was thinking this is gonna be good like this is gonna be a big thing mm. look at Hollow Knight now you know start uh, it didn't start at you know PAX but it had a small one small corner booth at PAX or EB Expo. Yeah, it was part of PAX was. Rising. So it was, it was part of the, the uh, uh, not PAX Rising. PAX Rising is the whole thing. So there's a little section where the showcase, so they almost like they select five uh, mm. uh, indie games that will stand out mm. that they think will do well. And boy, did it stand out. Yeah, holy shit. See, that's way. what I'm saying. Like every time that I sit there and I and I diss or I talk, talk mild bad about the indie section. You don't know what's in there's there. There's always some that end up pushing. There's always a few there's there always that will break through. Um, I, do, I do think Broken Roads will. Yeah, I think the Australian aspect of it not to like Hollow Knight levels, but to be like because that type of game, which is like I think like Wasteland, like original Fallout One and Two style game, that doesn't two point five D doesn't appeal to everyone. But for the people that it does appeal to, I think that game will be Mm. will have good success. Yeah, so there are some winners in there, but once again, majority of them, their plans are Switch and Steam. Mm. Like the ask, yeah, if you're asked a question, they're like, I don't know, we don't Mm. know, maybe one day. Yeah, and like they were okay. Well, it makes it tough for us. That's just kind of overwhelming too, because there's <clears> what twenty something, just yeah. rows and rows of indie games, yeah. and they're all different colors. It's like, no, 
Yeah. Because that's the one thing. As you and I become, uh, as we get older, we're, we're coming, becoming more aware of our, of, of our mental health. Um, so as we're there, like normally I would just push through and be and fucking burn myself out. Where now I'm like, ah, uh, it's getting too much. I have to go outside. Mm. Like I'm starting to learn how my brain works. Mm. So like before, I, I would just play. Well, my heart's racing. I I assume that's because I'm unfit and I've been walking around all day and. Uh, you know, maybe it's I'll fine. not have another full cream coffee. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll just do something else. And then, but now it's like, oh no, this isn't this isn't this isn't an exhaustion thing. This is something else. This like, is a I'm mental gonna break. Go, yeah, I, I'm going to go sit outside. I, I know. I understand why it's popular. Still, you know, <clears throat> but just there's nothing there for me anymore. Yeah. Really, and even if there was, like, The Last of Us Two is playable, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to play it. It's out in four months. Yeah. Why would I play a 20-minute slice of it now? Why would I do that? <laughs> Who would do that? A lot of people. Yeah. But I would probably would. You know, I'm shameless. Like, I would totally do that. Yeah. For the benefit of the show only. Mm. Not for mm. me. Benefit of the show. Yeah. It's just not much for me to look forward to there anymore. Mm. I enjoy, I, my the, my favourite thing is walking through the tabletop section and just looking at all the cool stuff. Yes, yeah, like, it's all to, fucking rad. Yes, yeah, I want to play. My job has changed. I want to play all of this. Stuff. Dude. Speaking of, I played a Metal Gear Solid board mm. game, and it was fucking awesome. Did you get hide in a box? No, there was no boxes in the mission we played. However, like, because when Buddy and I sat down and looked at, it, we're like, well, how is this going to, game going to imitate the AI mm. of you know the stealth? Because it's all about stealth, right? You get little balloons you, to tie to the enemies to like shoot them up. <laughs> that's five. But yeah, like if you if like if if we are controlling the the NPCs. How is this going to seem organic? Mm. And they've got, they've got some really good, like really good mechanics in there. So, um, it, it just depending on how you use your action points, can allow for alerts, and it's all done by dice rolls uh, and uh, cards. So, although these people are doing patrols, the card will dictate how they patrol. So it'll be like they'll take four steps or four squares, and they will always turn right where possible. Mm. So like it, it creates that. So you do you, everyone will do their turn. Then the AI does their turn. You do your turn, and but though like a, a, unless alerted, the AI will continue that path, and you can't affect that path. That's cool. So those the things are really cool. Yeah, and the board game section is dope. Oversaturated, uh-uh. I think. Mm. There's a lot there. Everyone's spooking their it's a lot of consumerism. Their next there, big thing. Yeah, so I'm against consumerism, but like the board game section is cool. Yeah. But just But look, you're just, aware of the hypocrisy. Yeah, but just looking at them, I'm like, this <clears> looks <throat> really fucking cool. Do you want to play? No. No, I don't just have time. Admiring it. Yeah, I don't saying, have time to learn it now. This looks like fun. Like I saw Resident Evil 2 board game. I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's $140, $149. Mm. You know what? It seems really cool. <laughs> is that too much to ask for for that kind of a board game though probably not I don't think so even the Dark Souls one at 200 yeah I think considering what you get with it and how you every game could be so different yeah I think eventually that would pay for itself in true but I uh, at that time I, while I was saying I'm like I can't justify yeah. this oh yeah no you can't just no you can't just um, on a whim go yep but you know if you sit 
get home, you're like, actually, no, I will pick that up. Yeah. At some like, point. And, yeah. And the benefit of this and the metal, my voice is fucking up again. Mm. Um, yeah. It, it's this morning, it was absolute dumpster fire. And then because there was like nothing but like circulated air mm. and smoke machines, yeah. and my voice just gave the fuck out this morning. And body odor. And body, oh, the body odor. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, throughout the day, I kind of kept sort of quiet because I did, I, once you did all the videos, I kind of just chilled out. Mm. Um, yeah. And then it was kind of picked back up. And now I'm on the way home. It's starting to give out again. Mm. Well, the tabletop gaming is like the quiet section mm. in a way there's still hundreds of people there but you're not all like sardines yeah. so you can actually stop and have a look at things and you know yeah and like cra- window shop yeah, and without Craig, buying anything Craig went to the uh, classic gaming free play yeah. and just played fucking Dreamcast for like an hour and a half <laughs> yeah he just played like old Soul Calibur 2 yeah. and then he played like Bomberman I still and have my Dreamcast Tony Hawk and like he was like I had more fun over there because like <laughs> these are games I've never played before because for yeah. him he he felt disconnected from the games that were there mm. so he went back so he was like well, these are the games that got me in so then he he felt rekindled back mm. to gaming which was very cool um but aside from how we feel about the convention as a whole probably should talk about the games that, we, that i played probably should so as i mentioned the three games that i uh spent some time with were doom final fantasy and uh avengers which one would you like to hear about first josh Tell me about Final Fantasy. All right. So now uh, we should should disclose that the Final Fantasy is in an alpha build. So the the in terms of its visual fidelity, some things were a little bit janky, and that came from that. Uh, an example was the hair looked very pixelated. That's what they told you. Um, but yeah, like this is we're talking like. <laughs> unacceptable pixelation here mm. um, and that came, that comes from no anti-aliasing and just a lack of render I just want the gameplay alright I can't give a fuck about the rest of how it graphically how it looks sure it looks good Final Fantasy games always look yeah saying that the game looks fantastic yeah the gameplay's real well <laughs> like real good did you play Final Fantasy 15 no. at all with the, the no. not turn based style combat no oh okay uh, so everyone knows here uh, everyone that watches it, you know, you you know, I can't fucking stand Final Fantasy. It's just not for me. How about Persona? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like with Final Fantasy, I just can't care. But like, I thought, you know, for the benefit of Josh, for the benefit of the show, I'll take that hit and I'll go check it out. Yeah, I, got to- I was totally one over. Can you play 150 hours of it? Uh, maybe. I think that's about how long the completion is. If the, sto- if the story <laughs> brings me in, potentially. The story is really good. Um, so like, so the you, I was like, there's a section that you are playing as uh, Cloud and Barrett, uh, and you have to deliver a bomb to some pipe, mm. and then you go there and some scorpiony fucking thing is what you fight. Mm. Um, it's right. It's the start of the game. That's in the first fantastic. two hours, I think. Cool. Yeah, I've, I've never played it, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, the action stuff totally fine mm. so what you do is you'll do the action moves as you would to build up your bar whatever that fucking magic bar is whatever mana whatever it's APB or whatever yeah, AP, uh, yeah and then when you go into your command to unleash said attacks the game freezes the game pauses or it's as it's as if it's sl- as if time has stopped mm. like there's slight movement so it's not there are if there's still that turn base to it but in not so once again I'm not sure knowing how Final Fantasy 15 worked here but like yeah time slowed same, down same you picked what you wanted and yeah. then you could st- without you even do your choppy 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 chop it's like I can use a spell now 
Yeah. But that's what I found the better was. So what I would do is I would have, you know, one on either side of this uh, of this scorpion. I had Cloud on one side, Barrett on the other. So I'd open the command window. Everything would go slow. I'd, I'd set up Cloud to do whatever he needed to do. And then I'd, I would press... So I wouldn't even leave the command. So everything would still be slow. I would come back around to the other guy, to Barrett, get him to deliver his uh, electric power or whatever it was. And then action would come in. So I'm still, I was still without even realizing that was kind of turn-based within an action setting because mm. the action setting I found way more engaging mm. Mm. But that comes from someone that doesn't have that that pedigree of turn-based games mm. so if that idea is now in terms of the demo I did finish it right on the buzzer nice. they're like yeah five minutes left I'm like oh shit yeah and then I'm like, I'm like fucking thunder but big heavy slash and then I go and then I show you the last and someone's like taps me on the shot I'm like yeah, done. Mm. but yeah, it, for someone that had limited to no care about this, mm. I'm totally in. Well, it is the the game that really, you know, started it. Not ends in like because Final Fantasy one, because the I forget I forget his name, the guy who made Final Fantasy one, he made pretty shit games up to that point, and this was his last ditch, yeah. Final Fantasy. And it took off. But when PS1 hit and Final Fantasy 7 hit, which was the first one to have that 3D kind of graphics mm-hmm. instead of your traditional top-down... Yep. Flat, sprite, pixely dudes. Pixely dudes. That's the one that kind of everyone... Whoa! Mm. This is something different. Like, this is amazing. And the story is amazing and the character is amazing. All that stuff is cool. I just, I just don't believe that there isn't room for good turn-based combat games anymore. Well, I think I think there certainly Full is, and that's where Persona, Persona Five. Yeah. Perso- you you've got to have fun with it. You know, it doesn't have to be <clears throat> now me, <clears throat> now you, <clears throat> now me. What's Persona that? had all kinds of baton passing and yeah. weaknesses and choo, 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 all this cool stuff. What was that game you played in a while uh, with like some like cartoony style graphics and people would speed it? Di- people's turns would change because of how their speed was. And what was it called? It was like an Ubisoft game. Like a mouse know, in it. I know Final Fantasy X had it showed like the next ten turns of people, but then if someone was affected by haste or slow, the whole turn order would. Shift oh yeah, up. that's kind of what I was talking about. But yeah, that's a perfect and example. Octopath actually, Traveler was the same yep. kind of thing. It showed like the next nine turns, but if someone was affected by a slow or a speed buff, you know things would shuffle about. Cool. You that's strategically yeah. plan ahead and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm. that's kind of what I was getting at. So that's perfect. That's what you already just in Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I had yeah, I I came out very happy about it because my my expectations were low if nothing. I'm expecting to really love it. Yeah, I think you will. I'm yeah, I'm bitter now, but mm. I know on launch I'll fire it up. But you're bitter because you're tired. <coughs> I'll hear that no, but I've been bitter about it since I yeah, announced it, dude. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> I'm always tired as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I know I'll boot it up. The music will kick in. That opening train segment will kick in, and I'll just be like, oh, mm. and I'm in. You know, I know I'm. There's a 99% chance I'm going to fucking love it. Yeah. Just the lead up to it, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like a pouty kid. Like, you changed my game. And a lot of people feel the same way. And a lot of people are like, shut the fuck up. Mm. <laughs> They're modernizing it. But it's a classic. It doesn't have to be modernized. But maybe it does. Yeah, I I, I, I feel the modernization works here. Uh, now, we didn't get to try their version of turn-based because I've mentioned that they, there's a new mode that would come involved that allows you to almost make it a turn-based game. Mm. Um, we didn't see that here, uh, but I, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. Tomorrow Face comes out the 3rd of March. Oh, sorry, 3rd of March 2020. Uh, Doesn't give me Crystal long to Dynamics. get through The Last of Us 2. Yeah, you're going to go through it again? The Last of Us 2. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no. 
no, second last week. The of TWO, film. not also. Yeah. Cool. Um, Doom. Doom. Doom Eternal's fucking awesome. I heard. I heard the music somewhere. In there. I think when I was walking in, where like the yeah, like oh. the, where you, everyone was waiting to the get Doom in. Doom Q. Yeah, they had pyrotechnics. They yeah. had a giant screen. But they, I, I heard metal music like. Yeah, it's doomed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had that really like garage grunge thrash kind of. Yeah. I was like, it's definitely doomed. So uh, interesting story around this as well. So I made the appointment with uh, the, the PR team here for Bethesda on Saturday, 9am. Perfect. Right. Mm. Uh, and then I realized, I'm like, wait, doors open at 10 on mm. Saturday. There's no press hour. So I contacted them. And they're like, hey, you understand how, like, we can't get into 10. Uh, if we do, like, how is this going to work? They went, Huh. That's how I read the email. Didn't say this, but this is how I read the email. I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, we'll get back to you." Bye. <laughs> so it turns out they booked like fourteen or fifteen appointments in this hour, and then like they had to go to the packs and be like, "We fucked up. Yeah, we can't reschedule these." Mm. Like, what do we do? So we had, we got chauffeured, almost like security, so we didn't like like run, yeah. run off into the other part of the the center. We got scored to play Doom. Uh, it was on PCs. Um, they didn't specify what the, what the, how old the build was or where it was sitting. Um, now, recently, with the announcement, the game is being delayed from its November release uh, through to March as well, March twenty, I believe. So you understand, there's probably a lot here. Um, so this was a mission. So it starts with a tutorial mission that showcases you some of the changes that come with doom um so previously you would you know when you do those ultra kills or overkills whatever they were called uh they'd go all colory and then you could punch them and whatever so you punched them and it would deliver health and ammo yeah i think so yeah uh when the bigger the enemy the more you got yeah so now it's changed so they they have uh four different ways to ultra kill something okay so you have and you the, get what you need yeah so if you're running low on health you punch them and then that delivers your health. If you're running low on ammo, you use the chainsaw that's part of your suit. Chainsaw, done. Oh, no, that's how it was in Doom. Was in it? the first one. Sweet. Yeah. I remember, I remember, the there, being, I remember there being a chainsaw. The I remember one. there being punching. Yeah. But I couldn't remember the difference. No, you're right. Yeah. yeah. The cha- you did, but it had very, like, it was scarce ammo. Like, yeah. you couldn't just use it all the fucking time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was fuel, yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, and then, because you now have a cannon on your shoulder, if you set fire to someone, you get armor back. Mm, okay. And then there was a fourth one was about like an over bloody overkill or something. I don't remember how it did that. Um, so yeah, so this, the the tutorial sort of showed that showed a couple of the weapons you used, like a heavy rifle, uh, a shotgun, and some other big fucking gun. The BFG. Maybe the BFG. <laughs> I, no, I think it's BFG. I know the BFG wasn't BFG. Um, so yeah, that was awesome. Uh, the tutorial was pretty straightforward. You can. There's now uh, climbing mechanics rather than just jumping on stuff that added some really cool uh, traversal you can now um like swing like how free off. are you with this grappling hook is it set points you can grapple, can uh, you grapple whenever we you couldn't want? see the grapple hook in that sense um so there was a lot of wall running and then jumping onto like a bar and using that bar to swing and get momentum uh-huh. you've now got like a like a dash like you know, like yeah. a bit of push forward, so you're able to kind of free yeah, left flow. Yeah, right too, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. So you're able to, like, get up and... Tr- and like, what you know, I mean, is it like Spider-Man and- with this hook, or is it like you can hook there, there, over there? See, I didn't like, actually... Like I, I wasn't like able to, 
do yeah. any grappling. Uh, the only thing I, I, I maybe it was in there, but I didn't see it. All the tutorial didn't bring it up. Okay. Um, maybe something you later. Maybe it's coming later. However, one thing you could do is like you get the shotgun, and the shotgun has this meat hook on the front, as they called it, where you'd shoot someone, go Whoa! hit the thing, and bring them towards you, and you just fucking blow them face out. Love it. Absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. The game feels like Doom. It feels just as fast. Um, is it any more? The word's probably not right, but colourful. You know, like Doom was just very orange, like corridors and orange. Yeah, there was a bit. There you know was a mean? bit I'm not more colour here. Like green, like then doesn't need to be like forest and shit. Mm. But it was as much as I loved Doom, it was kind of bland environmental wise. Yeah. It was very good, and it set and it fit the theme, but it was still like. Uh, it's just sandy. Yeah, the <laughs> mission the, the mission that I played still took place on Mars or a Mars equivalent. Mm. Um, so it did have that red earth colors to it. Um, this, I think it's the uh, it was in the trailers like big fuck off cannon in the background. There's blown out stuff. Mm. And that's yeah, the same kind of um, complaint from like Borderlands Two. Yeah, or no Borderlands One. It's like this is very it's good, but it's just a desert. Yeah, and then Two's like okay, well here's some different kind of biomes just to kind of mix up the scenery a little bit and then three, three is just like, like different new, planets like here's new stuff. planets yeah yeah um yeah so like that that was really cool uh yeah it's fast it's fluid gameplay i had no hitches at all i had one uh one instance of screen tearing in one particular cutscene, but performance wise it was great um now the delay for doom came around the idea they they quote saying they want to make the a smoother faster experience mm. so i'm like well how much fucking smoother and faster can they make it this is awesome mm. Um, once again, that could be for consoles, though, with you are playing on PC here. And then this one small section, maybe... It's probably whole. just for the Switch version. Yeah, probably. Is it coming to Switch? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, but it's awesome. And musically, um, there was there is a difference here. Yeah. So it has the same industrial uh, feel in terms of the music. Um, however, it, it, it does feel a little bit more metal like it was a lot more double kick, a bit, bit more thrashy, yeah. which is kind of nice. So as I'm playing, the tutorial had like no music in it. I was like, oh man, this is kind where's of where's my chug? I'm like where's my chug? And then once you get into the main mission and like it, because it's really cool. So you're you're walking in as the de- as the demon slayer, and you're walking through this uh, satellite station, right? Mm. And everyone's trying to work and fight the business. They see you go ah, and like shit the bed because they see you and they're like, oh, the demon slayer is coming through. He needs to get through. Like why the fuck? Are you? Ah! So you just grab a dude by his face and just like drag him over, use his pass, boop, huh! and then as you walk through the door, it's like. Dush! Same as the first one yeah. when you went through the elevator. Yeah. And it's like and the music went with that sh- sh- from the shotgun. Yeah. And so I just saw this, I was looking at for Doom Eternal Switch, I didn't see anything. Um Call of Duty Modern Warfare is gonna be hundred and seventy five gig That's your, huge. on your hard drive. It's bigger than Red Dead. Yeah. That's crazy. If you have a five hundred if you have a five hundred gigabyte console <laughs> to pre delete everything else. Because you've already got about two hundred and fifty gig free system files and shit yeah. at this point. No. Tangent. Absolute no. But Can you uh, get the soundtrack on vinyl? Uh, uh, not yet, but, but I will. First one, yeah, you've got. I've got, that, I've got it in the yeah. other room. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, there, are, there is some changes in the music here, which is we, the second I heard it, I was like fucking hard. Mm. I was like rock hard. And it was great. <laughs> so it was just like, I was like, everyone's kind of like sitting there all chilling. I'm like, I'm like, mm, 
mm, this is what I'm here for. This is only what I'm here for. Oh, yeah, that, Ga- that guy. Yeah, because like, gameplay is tight. And I'm like, ugh, this is sick. So I'm sitting next to like uh, Lee from, from Gen Play, who just we happened to hang out with, and then uh, Huzo from uh, Player 2. And Huzo's actually a really good PC player, so he's like way ahead of me in the demo. And Lee's, have, Lee's a little bit ahead of me as well. I'm just dying constantly. I'm like, this is fucking fun <laughs> I'm just having a great time because <laughs> I yeah I was getting monstered by this by all these this one little um little box like little map terrainy part that get blowing me away one thing that was awesome though that they they talked about coming over with Doom uh, Eternal is this decay feature so as you start shooting them and taking them out they start falling apart mm. so you have a very clear knowing of where they stand yeah that's cool. I remember in the first one, the big enemies. I'm like, when are you going to fucking die? It's like, like, why aren't you doing it? Like, oh, because yeah. this big, this big guy, and you, he's like, you know, shoulder falls off, and there's someone like, oh, you are so close, you yeah. are so close. That's cool. I like that. And like those, like those little visual tells really help you kind of plan on like, all right, chip him down a little bit, go over here, chip him down a little bit, you know, and then come through with like big, big punches and stuff, and just kind of clear it out. I'm sure with that feature there will be some kind of mission or boss where there's two and you have to kill them within five seconds of each other yeah, or something yeah, like that. Something gnarly. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, now Doom Eternal, I'm very excited for. I am disappointed about the delay because um, it was on my list of games I want to give a shit about for the rest of the year. That's um, right. Plenty more time for Death Stranding. That's true. Yes, uh, two months. That's true. Hey, but the ne- start of next year is stacked. It is very stacked. It is incredibly All right, and Avengers. Finally, Avengers. So, uh, once again, Alpha Build had a lot of the same jaggery rendering issues that we saw over on Final Fantasy. Like, hair was really kind of fucked up and just some things looked a little bit off. Um, so, that's how I know that they were both having, like, both Alpha Builds because they had the similar issue. If it was just, like, someone's face was missing, I'm like, that's a problem with the game. <laughs> and it's only on my one? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so, Dylan and I played this one, which was, which was, which was great because Dylan, being a big Marvel fan, it was cool to hear his opinion on it because he was more about the character stuff where mine was about the gameplay stuff um uh my my going into this my thoughts on on it were low because mm. i already kind of poo it in my head yeah uh visually it's still a little weird mm. because you're so used to knowing these characters as these particular actors so that uncanny valley is still there but when you're playing the game and you're not seeing their face you're seeing the back of their head it's fucking awesome. Like the game plays very similar to Arkham and Spider-Man with the light, he- light and heavy hits, as well as the dodge, and then your and then your corresponding abilities. From the cl- clip I saw it, whatever the last event was, they're like fighting cops and stuff like that, or just people. These are army dudes. Yeah. How does that fit? Like if Thor punches you, you f- you're fucked. Yeah, they explain that. You don't need any combos from Thor against people you know you see what i'm getting yeah. at in that like cap i can understand he's just super soldier but he's you know yeah. he's not a, fu- a god from another planet we'll get to that because actually there's a, there's a little bit a little bit of that so yeah, i just saw them like <coughs> fighting dudes yeah. and i'm like they're just dudes like you just struck 40 people with lightning like you just killed 40 people yeah because i had that thought when i was playing thor and i was like Fwong! I'm like they're dead with the hammer he's so fucking dead <laughs> yeah. like how do you take that hit from you yeah. and not die but then People are like, well, Marvel has never really been about them not killing anyone. 
Yeah, they're bad people, and so they die. Yeah, they don't have the same rule as DC Batman. has different rules. Um, same thing. Yeah, so it, it is the prologue to the game. So there is like the Avengers Day, and then there is some trouble on a bridge, and that's where you got to go. So uh, the you you get you get the alert that there's something happening, and then Iron Man and Thor come in. You you start playing starting as Iron Man. You get to learn all these cool little awesome powers. So it has not so you, you, a lot of that Mjolnir like throwing and like you're hitting them and like it just kind of lodges them into the wall and stuff. And then you can pull them back and it doesn't didn't quite feel as good as uh, as God of War, um, but I still really enjoyed it. Like it felt good playing it, like doing big blast effects as Thor. You know, focusing your lightning and whatnot. Uh, Iron Man started off with a. Uh, flying section which was really quite janky mostly because it had no auto aim which is probably a good thing for some but mm. you, you feel like you're just chaos shooting and you're chasing these other flying things just hold the trigger and hold yeah you just yeah you just hold the trigger and just move the right stick around because eventually you'll hit it that's yeah. what it felt like and like so it didn't have that precision like if you were Iron Man a bit of auto aim here would be handy you'd be like, you know, like you would feel mm. it. as if Iron Man doesn't have auto aim we've seen it yeah when he built, when he went back in like Iron Man One, mm. with all the terrorists, they're like, huh, huh, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So then you land and you have to do a bunch of cool things. So he's you know punching a lot of a lot of beam focus work. So it's very much distance based, um, which is big different compared to Thor with his big you know area effect. He's disintegrating and human beings. Oh, straight up, absolutely <laughs> straight up. Um, so yeah, fist fighting, launching stuff, and sort of. A lot, a lot of aerial guys was this big deal. Combo stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, they all had combo stuff. So they all had the same, you know, the same as Spider Man and Arkham. Like you punch, 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 triangle, circle. You deliver. No, I mean like move. team combos. Uh, no, as uh, in in like Thor, smack him in the air and I'll go. Uh, roast him. It happens a bit later. Someone does come, in, but they, they don't have that that team effect. Like similar to Ultimate Alliance, where you could do cool combos mm. together and make for ultimate damage. That wasn't here in this. Okay particular section uh hulk just felt like big fucking button mashing it was all about just like pounding things picking up people and using them as weapons and then running and doing a lot of uh platforming stuff because you know in in the avengers movie how like hulk can just jump onto a roof onto a, onto a building climb and grab and like some some danky kang stuff mm. so that was a lot that cool which was which is fine cap straight up felt like Batman because in the, once again the benefit of him not being a superpower same as Black Widow you feel very grounded mm. but you still feel very powerful because mm. you're fucking cat just replace the batarangs with the shield yeah so there's a lot of, a lot of like ground punching and grappling and like whipping that shield and fuck that shield feels good to throw bing 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 and then it comes back oh, tight Mm. Absolute time. Um, yes, that was really cool. Uh, and then Black Widow, you fight Taskmaster, so you actually the, the boss of the of the the prologue. Um, she, hers is very um, close quarters fight mixed with uh, uh, guns, so it's a bit bit more a bit that way. Uh, John Wick stuff. Yeah, John Wicky stuff. So it's like so a lot of dodging and just using gunfire on Taskmaster was the big, the big thing. It's been quick time events in there as well to really sort of help that narrative delivery. Uh, the narrative delivery. Um, having low expectations i really enjoyed this um it's like i understand like some of the graphic stuff was off but because it was seemed to be based on the skeleton or the framework of arkham and spider-man like it works like there's a reason that style of gameplay works for superheroes mm. and i'm sure a lot of people will be like well it's just like arkham it's just like spider-man why is that a good thing like it's totally a fucking good thing 
Arkham and Spider Man were good games. Yeah, because they're, they're both were brilliant games. You know how to play them, so you get a good. You can ideally get a good story. Then you get more because you get a more varied experience through all the characters. Yeah, and like that. That's my one concern: is how are they going to share the balance of these five characters? Like, there are some that are similar, some that are different, but like, how does each one get their own time without feeling like here's your Hulk mission? Here's your cap mission, mm. you know, and I think they're uh, so they also had Ms. Marvel there as playable. Um, we didn't play; it was on the floor. It was a behind closed uh, behind closed doors uh, demo that uh, a good friend Padge played. So if you want to hear about that, go check out player2.com.au. Uh, plus, player2.net.au is is where he's at. Um, yeah, That's good. Yeah, it was surprisingly really good. Uh, I, I, my my anticipation for that game is a lot higher and that one comes out in May sounds about right mid next year yes yeah, so early next year mid next year sometime mm. but no, I'm super stoked on that one that one has really caught my attention um, so as I said like, this is the other benefit like by selecting games that I gave a shit about I was able to have a better time at PAX because every t- like after every game I played I'm like I really enjoyed that that's exactly what I wanted like, there was none of this, well, I had to play this game because I thought I needed to cover it because everyone wants to hear about fucking, um, I don't know, what's a game that was there? That Modern Warfare. Yeah, everyone wants to hear about Modern Warfare. I'm like, I, I, saying that, I had a booking for Modern Warfare. I didn't go. I was playing Avengers. Because oh, yeah. I got stuck in line at the Avengers. I'm like, ah, shit. Mm. Yeah. So, and then I was like, oh, not sp- Modern Warfare. I was playing Avengers. Yeah, because like, I've played Modern Warfare. And then I went back around there, the line was huge. I was like, nah. Because they were playing that two, uh, there was the two v two alpha from earlier, so oh, okay. it's not like it was anything new anyway. If it was single player, I would have lined up because I wanted to see what that was. Um, but yeah, so in terms of the games I played, Pax delivered, totally delivered. Um, there were some games I was interested in checking out, but I didn't. One was Rollerball from Ubisoft, Roller um, Champions, Roller Champions. Sorry, um, the one that's the their version of Rocket League. Um, it was just a bit too bit too gnarly uh, in terms of the line, so I didn't really jump out at it um watchdog legions was there but it was once again just a playable presentation similar to eb expo for watchdogs 2 um uh, you know in terms of sitting down watching someone else play a game nah mate nah um you just insulted every twitch viewer on the planet yeah but i mean i mean at, I at an mean. event um but people at events but wouldn't you have rathered the three games that you played wouldn't it have been better to like play them all within a couple of hours of each other and go not like I need to be here for three days to play these three games. Yeah, well, I kind of, well, I kind of did. Uh, well, no, I didn't because I had to, I each played one on each day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Avengers wasn't Friday. Uh, Doom was Saturday. Final Fantasy was Sunday. Ideally, it would be love to get that done in one day, but it's just not possible. Mm. And that that's something that I think everyone that goes to packs needs to understand. You will not get to play everything that you want. I was very lucky in terms of the two games, like two of the three games that I played were via appointment. So I was able to secure some time with those games because of the badges that we had. Mm. So people that go there and they'll wait in line for four hours to play Pokemon or something. Yeah. I'm like, I can't think of anything worse. We did it. The first time we went, we waited in heinous lines. What for? The first EB Expo. Oh, yeah, we because we, we, cause we like, thought we had to cover everything. So. Yeah. 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 We were in the line to play Black Ops something for like an hour and a half. That was gross. Yeah. Why? I didn't even, pl- didn't even buy that game in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think Battlefront was when we lined up the most, Ed. That was the longest line. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know, that was disappointing. Mm. 
Yeah, I think, I think for me, it's just, yeah, select the games that I, the, that I give the most shits about, play them, it's all good. So, do I rate, do I rate packs this year? Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the games I played were dope, but... Mm. What about as an overall experience? Ah, uh, it was a lot lesser this year. Mm. There was less on display that was new. Mm. There was less, uh, on a positive, there was less people selling you shit. Um, it's a plus if you wanted to buy Rage... Oh man, for there cheap. was yeah, there was so many it's three pallets of rage collectors. Like like, what was that? That was like three hundred dollars edition, like seventy bucks. Yeah, on almost they, did. Yeah, they had three. I almost bought they it. Had three pallets of the. There was the a pallet for PC, and, one for yeah. Xbox, and one for PlayStation. They had, they had lightsabers though. Oh, really cool. oh, oh very expensive. Oh, very expensive lightsabers. No, if you're gonna get one, wait to get one from Sons of Obi Wan. Yeah, but like, they don't sell the Obi Wan one, the one they want from fa- from Episode One: Phantom Menace, because mm. I'm a weirdo and I like that lightsaber. Because it's green. No, no, because I like the hilt. Is it blue? It's blue, and it's the hilt that I like the most. Because oh. um, because the hilt is incredibly impractical to actually fight with it's stupid surely so someone why you know has a 3d printer yeah oh, oh. oh you bought me over ethan yeah he does have a 3d Probably. printer Probably. we can make that happen we could but yeah uh all right you have anything more to say about pax no or man pax up? was great um so i enjoyed it because I, I i mostly spent the time socializing um so we we're there for three nights four days the the, the thursday night we arrived we met some people and then went back through and watched AEW. It was cool. it was great. Friday night we went out, was being social, came home, went to bed. Saturday night I was exhausted after like uh, multiple podcasts during the day, the panel in the in the evening. So I went back to the room, watched SmackDown, then watched the Breaking Bad movie, and then went to bed. <laughs> Bring in my PlayStation, best idea I've ever had. Because I wasn't. We always just get bored in the room. There's not what to do. Mm. Best idea, mm. absolute best idea. Uh, yeah, and then today was just more catching up with people, and um, in terms of the so- like, for, for, it's the social aspect for me the most. But seeing as you don't, you aren't engaged within that social circle, mm. um, I think it, make, it makes it even tougher for you to appreciate packs in that way. Mm. Like for me, it's all about doing those couple of games, but then also seeing the likes of Buddy and Padge and Dash, who I didn't get to see again this year. Um, you know, and then like the Explosion Network guys and just everyone that that's. It's my friends mm. that I get to see, because you know, external to my my local friends group is fucking you and Craig and Dylan and you know, and then I have this other subsect of friends that are my internet friends. Yeah, it's a really weird sentence saying that. Oh, like um, but yeah, so part of it is a big social event for me. Fair enough. Yeah, but as I said, like a lot of game. Are we doing the 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 uh, the drop this week? No. There's right. nothing on there. No, nah, cool. The drop, there's games, but none of, nothing of note. So. There's a lot of games. <clears throat> so there's a lot games. of games. Nothing big, though. So next week, though, Medieval. Ooh. Yeah, wrap it up. That PlayStation conversation happened on a Monday morning at 9am Australian Standard Time on YouTube and 8am on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast <laughs> services. If you'd like to be a part of future conversations, please join us on Facebook, Discord, comment below. Feeling generous, join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash popculturist. Head over there, check out the tiers. Might be something there that interests you. If you support us on, uh, on Patreon at any dollar value, you can get yourself a nice little link. We can watch us record this show live as well as our other shows, The Young and The Wrestlers. If you want to support us in more once-off fashion, head over to uh, popculturist.com slash shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Uh, we are also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepopculturist. I've got to do it at the start of the show. 
If you do like the video, be sure to give it a thumbs up. Subscribe if you're interested. Uh, if you listen to this on podcast services, why don't you go over there and uh, give a nice little uh, adequate star rating uh, and maybe a written review if you were so inclined. Um, now, I'm going to edit this so I can go to bed because I'm fucked. Until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Josh Saunders. <laughs> and that was for the players. For the players, the Pop Culturist PlayStation Podcast is fan-supported at patreon.com slash thepopculturist. And we'd like to thank our Patreon producers and our Patreon founders for their kindness, their support, and their generosity. Our Patreon founders, Alpha Ferret, Craig O'Flaherty, David Chataway, Jesse Stevenson, and Jacob Garner. And our Patreon producers, AJ Abatomi, Damien Holdies, Kyle Dunn, Lee Winterchauvin, Nathan Massetti, Paul James, Pure Mongrel, and Sean Levitt.